0: Welcome to Conversations with Craig. I'm Meridian Baldacci, Director of Strategy at Family Policy Alliance. I'm not Craig DeRoche, but I am filling in for him today. I want you to use your imagination with me for just a minute and think of a child in your life that you love. Maybe it's your child or grandchild or niece or nephew, or maybe it's just a friend's child that you care for in some way. But imagine with me that this child's whole personality just disappears as they change into a completely different, unrecognizable person. And the cause is a rampant political agenda. Well, these parents experienced just that, and they shared their stories in a new film called Dead Name. It's an hour-length film, and it showcases three stories of parents whose children suddenly began to transition in an attempt to live as the opposite sex. The film was actually canceled from its platform, but that hasn't stopped the creators from sharing their message. So today I got the chance to sit down with Brandon Showalter. He's a journalist and podcaster with the Christian Post who worked on the making of Dead Name. And he sat down with me to give a sneak peek into the stories told in the film and share his insights as a journalist who's really been on the front lines of this issue. But before we hear from Brandon, it is time for one minute with Craig, or today you get one minute with Meridian, where I give my take on the topic of the week in just 60 seconds. So here we go. Three, two, one. What's one thing DeSantis, Trump, and Biden have in common? Well, in the last week, they've all weighed in on the issue of young people pursuing cross-sex hormones and surgery in the name of a political agenda. And here's my take, 2023 is going to be the year of protecting children from these interventions. Americans are waking up en masse to the reality that the left is teaching children to consider transitioning to live as the opposite sex. And that's a decision that leaves them sterile, physically damaged and emotionally wrecked. It's a medical scandal. But some states have already taken action. We call it help not harm because struggling children deserve real help, not the harm of hormones and surgeries. And as I'm recording this, at least 10 states have filed legislation to protect minors from these dangerous procedures. And we expect more to come. You'll hear us talking about this in the days and weeks to come, but trust me, 2023 is the year of help not harm. Well, that's my take for today, but now I'm pleased to introduce to you our guest for the week. His name is Brandon Showalter, and he's a journalist and podcaster for The Christian Post. He's been a true warrior for truth and justice on the transgender issue, and I know his message is going to be inspiring to you today. We are so glad you're enjoying Conversations with Craig. Your experience doesn't have to stop here. To stay connected with other listeners, hear about current events affecting your family, and to share pictures and videos with your friends, follow Family Policy Alliance on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out the links in the show notes, and we'll see you online. Welcome on, Brandon. We're so glad to have you here today.
1: Thank you, Meridian. So appreciate it.
0: Well, I know you've been reporting on this a lot, and I've benefited a lot from Brandon's reporting, by the way, if you aren't following him on Twitter, make sure that you are. Uh, It is the place to get updates on this issue. Uh, But Brandon, as, as you've been reporting on this, what are some of the devastating effects that you've seen on families and on parents?
1: One of the main things that I say that it is is a medical scandal but it's different from previous medical scandals in that it ruptures the whole family structure because these young people are marketed this experimental medicalization of hormones and surgeries uh, completely, again, experimental basis. And they are told through the powers that be, through social media, through school curricula, through so many cultural forces that this is their identity. And so when young people take on their identity, this identity, um, it pits them against their parents who know them, named them, love them, raised them. Uh, And then there are all these medical decisions that they increasingly in certain states are allowed to make as minors. And so it's a medical issue that is wedged between the parent and the child. Um, And for any parent, any mom and dad who has, who has kids, who have sons and daughters, That's the purview of parents. Parents make medical decisions for their children because we know that children don't have the capacity to give consent. We know their brains don't, the the human brain doesn't stop developing until I think age 25 or 26, according to the uh, neuroscience that we have. Um, But concurrent with the medical issues is this entire ideological push that young children, particularly if they're troubled or have some sort of other mental health condition, um, you know, maybe even on the autism spectrum, a lot of autistic kids getting mired in this. Um, it's, it's a complete rupture of the parent-child relationship, and it doesn't just affect parents and children, but it ripples throughout the whole structure. Aunts, aunts and uncles, grandparents. Um, transgender ideology is the great destroyer of families, and that's not being too hyperbolic.
0: Yes, I think that's so true. As you've been writing on this, I, I would love, you're, you're such a great storyteller, Brandon. Is there like a story or two that you could share with our audience just to kind of illustrate what what you mean by that?
1: Sure, the one that stands out in my mind most is, I, I heard from a mother um, several years ago now, and she continues to deal with the tragic fallout of what this medical scandal has done. Um, and it's again, concurrent with the ideological st- scandal. Her daughter uh, became convinced during a, I believe it was a Gay Straight Alliance Club at school, or it's now called Gender and Sexuality Alliance, (laughs) because uh, even being gay and lesbian is too, it's too out of fashion now. Everybody wants to be trans or queer or non-binary or something. But she had endured some trauma uh, as a young child. And I think at age 12 or 13, as part of the school club, got roped into the GSA uh, and became convinced that she was, this other thing, I think a pansexual male, but then some sort of trans uh, uh, identity, I'm not exactly sure what, it's also chaotic and confusing. But her mother recounts how it was basically a night and day switch. One day she was herself and a sweet and loving girl, and the next day she was a monster. The way this just overtakes a child, it's just unreal how quickly it happens. Um, but because of the trauma that she endured, and I think she was also on the autism spectrum and was struggling mentally, she was very vulnerable to this ideology. And all of the people in her life, and this is very typical for families who deal with this, all the professionals in society failed her. Her mother has recounted to me how social workers, counselors, doctors, therapists, you know, lawmakers and courts all failed her. And this young girl was so troubled and she had become so admired in this ideology that she even ran away from home and went to a different state where the laws are very liberal. I believe it was either Washington State or Oregon. I'm pretty sure, in fact, it was Oregon. It definitely was Oregon. And at age 17, because the laws permit per- permit this, she was able to change her name and legal gender in court. And she was also able to obtain hormones and uh, undergo surgeries to remove her breasts and entire reproductive system all paid for by Medicaid, I believe, because it's allowed in that state. And then at, I think age 19 or 20, she actually underwent the full radial forearm phalloplasty where they harvest tissue from the forearm to make a fake penis. Um, I've seen pictures of this poor troubled girl. Um, she's not doing well, um, and it's just shattered the mother. And it, that's just, that's a typical story. I mean, that's maybe one of the more extreme ones, but I've gotten phone calls, countless phone calls at this point of, Uh, mothers whose daughters got testosterone from Planned Parenthood and they're now bearded and have to have hysterectomies and then will be sterile because testosterone causes uterine atrophy. And that's what, after a couple that years, the uterus breaks down because it's not meant to take, a female body's not meant to take that much testosterone. I hear from mothers from teen boys as well, they're getting estrogen from Planned Parenthood. And often, again, these young people are mentally struggling. These are not psychologically well people. Um, but this is being pushed on them and it's being marketed to them as this kind of cool identity. This is their new persona. Um, it's, I, don't, I think that is really it's an important thing to underscore because unlike previous medical scandals, I don't think you've ever seen one that's been marketed to young people as an identity. A medical scandal as an identity, that's, that's, what's, so, that's what's so troubling and so terrifying about what transgenderism is.
0: Oh, troubling is the right word for it. And as you were telling that particular story, I was thinking to Gavin Newsom's new law in California yes. that incentivizes that kind of behavior that says kids, if, if your parents or your state won't allow you to get your treatment there, come to California. We'll provide it for you. And we'll the courts, courts won't
1: recognize other court rulings from other states if there's a custody yes. dispute. They won't take California law and courts are trumping every other state. It's 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 unreal how horrible that is It's that we this is even a it. thing. Yeah. It's
0: it's just horrifying. Well, Brandon, I know that you're, uh, you're part of a new documentary called Dead Name that talks about this. And I, I want to ask you about that. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that documentary?
1: Sure. I'd be happy to. Well, it was uh, not quite two years ago, but uh, filmmaker Taylor Reese um, had seen a speech that I'd given from 2020 and uh, a friend had sent it to her and she was, wanting to make a movie uh, she had become acquainted with some parents who were dealing with this in their families and she wanted to humanize this subject and create sort of an intimate portrait glimpse of what it's really like for family life because you'll see in a lot of the legacy press parents who talk about this if their children you know declare themselves trans that they the narrative that is driven through legacy media, through corporate um, outlets is that these parents are just so brave for supporting their children and it's celebrated, it's described positively when the real story is one of searing intense heartache and family disruption. Uh, and so this filmmaker wanted to give this this these parents a voice and um, she asked me if I would contribute as an expert commentator, I'm one of two, uh, two experts uh, <laughs> call me, call me an expert. There's a clinical psychiatrist who's very sane and talks sense, unlike m- many psychiatrists today who have been captured by gender dogma. Um, but the, the film, the film, which is about 50, 50 minutes, brokenhearted productions, and you can see it on deadname.documentary.com documentary.com. Uh, it profiles those parents. It's mostly about what these parents go through. Um, it profiles three parents, Helen, Amy, and Bill, all of whom have you know, uniquely terrible stories, but they're also similar because of how the institutions and in their communities undermined them, how their relationships were ruptured, how this was pushed on them as though they had to celebrate it when they were just trying to protect their children from irreversible medical harm. And yet, it, it, one of the things that Bill, who's the lone father in the film says, is that I can hardly even believe this is real. Um, his son, as you saw in that trailer, uh, went through multiple traumas, uh, loss of his leg, loss of his mother, loss of his older brother, and he's diagnosed with cancer. And even he is mired in this kind of ideology. And uh, I won't give too much away because I really would encourage everyone to watch the, the movie. But even as um, someone who has cancer, there were people in his life ready to push him down, allow him to go down this path of medicalization. and. Um, it, his his story is just so tragic because of what Bill has to deal with um, not only during the course of his son's life but then even also uh, what happens at the end um, yes. I, it, it's just it's just brutal what these families go through it's a meat grinder of torture and again that's not being too hyperbolic these parents describe they I've, I've, I've heard from countless I mean, You see at the end, the end of this movie, and again, not to give too much away, though it profiles three, as the credits roll, you'll see a smattering of other parents. Lest anyone be tempted to think that these are sort of three very strange, random, one-off, bizarre stories. No, this is so much more widespread than people realize. And I think people also think that they may think transgenderism is insane or evil or damaging, and they know it's bad news, but they really have no idea just how bad it is until it's their own child until it's their own family member, and until it's their own relationships that have been fractured. They haven't even, it's only the tip of the iceberg.
0: Yes, oh, that's so right. And you mentioned it's at deadnamedocumentary.com. Did I say that right? So that's correct. Everyone, go check this out. I've I've been recommending this to uh, to friends myself. It's not your light Friday night fair. This is a, a heavy film. Um, so be be prepared for that. But do watch this. This is something that... If you want to be really aware of what's going on in this issue, and I, I think even how, how you can begin to help, um, it's really well worth your time. Uh, but you did mention that particular URL, Brandon, and I know that it were, it's now at that URL because the film was canceled on Vimeo. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: That's right. Uh, the film came out just before Christmas, and it had been live on Vimeo streaming for, I think, 34 days, when all of a sudden, on January 23rd, I believe, with no warning, it was just scrubbed and the filmmakers were told that it violated their hateful conduct policy. And it was just so disorienting to see that because there's not an iota of hate in this movie. These are parents who love their children more than like their own lives. They would, they live and die for them. Uh, and to call that hate was just so, awful to hear and it was such 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 a culture of censorship but that's how trans activists operate anything that doesn't dovetail with their narrative that is again just repeated ad nauseum through the legacy press they just work to to cancel it and scrub it and make sure nobody gets to hear it and suppress that those 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 narratives those other other voices that dare to have a different view but necessity is the mother of invention and within hours at documentary.com, the filmmakers got it back up and uh, it looks like Vimeo's censorship efforts backfired on them because um, sales have only increased steadily ever since. And there was a an array of national media coverage about the censorship, and thankfully people were able to go and see the movie. And so it's only it's only gained more traction because of it. And so I think that's a great thing. And so Vimeo's move was uh, a bad one. Um, it, shame on them. And, you know, the film probably could have made them a lot of money, but they, they just chose to, to listen to trans activists, I guess. Um, and it's well, doing well in on this, this,
0: In this day and age, I think being canceled by a company like Vimeo is often a good sign, too. It means you're probably yeah. doing something right. So yeah. it's a, it's a good, good sign for the film, in a sense. Um, what are the next steps? How can people get the word out about this film? How can they help support it?
1: Well, definitely yeah. go um, and watch... <clears throat> Dead Name documentary, deadname documentary.com is where you can see the full film. I would urge everyone if you're moved by this film and it would be, you'd be hard. I think you're probably made of ice if you're not, because it's so visceral. Um, and you know, it's not a feel good film and there have been reviews that have noted as much, but it's a necessary film because you're letting the parents do the talking. You're allowing moms and dads who are heartbroken, their heart crushed. They have felt so undermined and, you know, misunderstood. And these are voices we haven't heard yet. And so please do share the film with your friends, talk to your church, talk to your pastor saying, let's do, let's maybe explore doing a screening of this, uh, do a gathering or something. send it around to other friends and be a comfort. I guarantee you that there are people in your community that are dealing with this. This is, again, it's so much more widespread than we know. Uh, When I first started on this beat six years ago, I mean, I was hearing it crop up in more and more places and now it's like, I mean, it's like another pandemic, honestly. This stuff is absolutely everywhere. And you can't even think that if you're in a more conservative state that you're safe. You're absolutely not. This movement is everywhere there's Wi Fi. So, um, you know, I. I In fact, just last week I heard from a woman who's in a western blue state who's going to be moving to a southern red state so that she can purposefully be in a state where the laws don't allow her teenage son to get hormones at Planned Parenthood. She's literally uprooting her family where they've lived for decades so that she can escape this kind of madness. And so I think people have got to wake up and realize just how... (laughs) <laughs> how much the house is really on fire and our, people are really coming for our children and that's not being like chicken little it's really happening. But the first step is to really, I, I really do believe in this film and I hope that it can be um, kind of a, an impetus for greater su- discussion in society about just how families are being devoured um, and dismantled. we um, There's a lot of hurting people out there and I hope that this stirs people's hearts and that they know that this, um, this isn't something we can ignore. This is something you should be talking to your legislators about. If you're a state legislator or a legislative aide watching this, acquaint yourself with the suffering of these pa- families because I can guarantee you, especially if you're in a red state, there are parents in blue states that are watching very closely to what lawmakers are doing because they just wanna, because parents at the end of the day, whatever your politics, I think they just wanna keep their children physically safe, especially from something that's so dangerous as this.
0: Yes, that's so right. and. Well, here at Family Policy Alliance, of course, we've been um, involved in le- leading the, the Help Not Harm movement. So these are states that are actively working on legislation to do exactly what you're talking about, Brandon, and protect children, protect minors uh, from these dangerous, this dangerous course of things. I think people think of it so often as just the surgeries, which uh, those alone are, are horrific and maybe the most terrific part of it. Well, but but yeah. that's just the end of it. it. It begins way, way sooner. You're talking about puberty blockers. You're talking even about social transition. Sometimes you're talking about uh, the hormones in between. And so on, on those more medicalized elements, the puberty blockers, the hormones, the surgeries, uh, there are states that are making efforts to to ban those and so for our audience as you're listening to that if that's something that uh, you want to be involved in that we really encourage you to get involved um, at the state level if, if your state has a family policy council family policy alliance has a network uh, we get to host a network of about 40 state family policy councils that many of them are working on this issue so you can check those out at the link in the comments uh, but Brandon, you've been so gracious with our time, and the, uh, before before I let you go, I just want to ask you one final question, if that's okay. And that is, I, I know you've been writing on this this heavy topic, and that the the outlook in some ways might be grim. But what's your encouragement for our audience today? What's what's an encouragement that they can take away?
1: Well, I think that the encouraging thing is that it, there are people finally starting to wake up. And I think that this issue is bringing people together. Um, the filmmaker of, of this film is not a religious person. Um, and I have gotten phone calls from very left wing Democrats and very conservative Republicans who are dealing with this. Um, and I think in this divided time, people are really looking for unity. And so, what I would encourage everyone, and I, f- I have found this to be very life giving and encouraging, is that. When it comes to the protection of children, this really shouldn't be a partisan issue. Um, Yes, there are Democrats who are really pushing this kind of thing as the next frontier of civil rights. But I can also tell you some stories about Republicans that are acting in very craven uh, manners. I mean, some of the FPA folks that I know who have done some good work and are putting forth some meaningful legislation to try and curtail this, I certainly applaud. But um, everyday sort of people, I I guarantee you that if, there are people in your community who whatever their politics whatever their religion or whether they're not religious or apolitical there are people who care about this because we all just want to keep children safe we don't want to see children wind up irreversibly harmed or sterile or disfigured or in any way this is just this is some radical evil that we're confronting and um, so i'm hopeful that i've seen people really table their profound differences over issues that that matter deeply to them and put that aside to watch out for what's happening to children and families. So, um, you know, God can make beauty out of ashes and that's not a cliche. He can take the ugly things of this world and turn them around for good. And one of the encouraging things I'm seeing is cross-partisan cooperation over this. And I think this is going to continue to be an issue, um, certainly in the elections coming up, but again, whatever your politics, um, it's encouraging to see people coming together and I'm seeing that more and more. So do more of that.
0: Amen to that. Thank you, Brandon, for your time today. And everyone, please do two things as, as you close this out. Go follow Brandon on Twitter. I'm serious. He's a great Twitter follow. Brandon, I think I have this right. Is it at Brandon M show? Yeah, I see That's that right. on the screen at Brandon M show. So be sure to follow him on Twitter and then be sure to check out dead name. We'll have the links in the comments here for you. Uh, be sure to to rent or download that and show that to your friends and family start a discussion in your neighborhood just like Brandon was talking about Um, and don't forget to share this video please share this get the word out um, and and be sure to to talk about this with your friends and family so thanks so much for your time Brandon thank you all for joining us we'll see you soon Thank you so much for joining us today. Dead Name is an incredible film. I hope you go and watch and share it with your friends. The link is in the description. Once again, I'm Meridian Baldacci, Director of Strategy at Family Policy Alliance, filling in for Craig DeRoche. This is Conversations with Craig. Talk with you soon. Conversations with Craig is brought to you by Family Policy Alliance. Our vision is a nation where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes. Families thrive and life is cherished.